0: and getty were on vacation but we needed somebody to let you know what's going on in this crazy world we've chosen the fabulous john phillips we'll be back on monday but john take it away fabulous wow that's very kind usually i just get mediocre but fabulous i'll take it's the fabulous john phillips in for armstrong and getty on loan from talk radio 790 kabc in los angeles You can normally hear me there from noon to 3 on AM 790. You can also listen online worldwide at kabc.com. And you can read my newspaper column for the Southern California News Group. It typically runs on Thursdays, which means I'll be writing it tomorrow. And you can read it in the L.A. Daily News, the O.C. Register, the Riverside Press Enterprise, and most importantly, the Redlands Daily Facts. You can follow me on Twitter at JohnnyDon'tLike. Well, there's so much going on in the world, I feel like every time I click refresh on my computer, the world has changed in some sort of major way. Here to help us walk through the day's news is a news anchor at RT. I met her at CNN when we were both working there as political commentators all through the 2016 election. Scotty Nell Hughes, thanks so much for joining us.
1: Well, thank you for inviting me, Johnny. And I think you're correct. Every day you wake up, it's like you jump on social media and you go, why did I jump on? Let me go back to bed. Because unfortunately, these days it seems like there's just negative, negative, negative. I'm just waiting for the unicorns and the rainbows to show up in America. Maybe July 4th. That, that might be the, the day that it can be expected to happen.
0: Well, we can't go to the beach in California, so on July 4th, if you've got a backyard with a pool, that may be your only option.
1: Well, I, you know, right now you look at where we're talking about Mount Rushmore, where there, the president is planning on releasing fireworks for the first time in 10 years. Maybe that's going to be what's going to change the course of so much negative information. But I do believe, Johnny, that it's important that we discuss it and we stay informed Because it's so easy right now to say, you know what, I'm just going to turn everything off. I'm not going to listen to talk radio. I'm not going to watch the news. That would be the easy thing. And guess what? You might have a nicer life in the short term. But we have to continue to stay informed and be engaged because of the long term. Because we do have generations that we want to be to survive and thrive in this mess of a world that currently I do think we're screwing up royally.
0: Okay, let's talk about that, because I think the Mount Rushmore thing is indicative of the world that we live in right now. The Democratic Party, in their official Twitter account, said that it was a monument to white supremacy, and they criticized President Trump for going there on the 4th of July. When I was coming back from vacation after doing a road trip through Nevada, one of the places I stopped at was a Japanese internment camp in Inyo County. And it's one of these things, it's part of the national parks, and you don't have to actually like take a guided tour. You can just take the tour in your car. So they left it open. And so I came home, and I started doing some research on the internment camp, and I saw a video that the the parks department put out. And the woman who was in charge of that particular facility said, you know, people ask us all the time, why didn't you just take the whole thing down, and why is it even still up? And the answer is, you have to know your history, because if you don't know your history, you forget it, and sometimes just reading about something in a book isn't good enough. You have to go, and you have to see it for yourself, and you have to know that it actually existed, and you, and, and you, you can see it, you can be there, you can touch it, you can smell it, and that's important. And I was thinking to myself, "Yes, she's totally right, but if she does if she says this too loud, she's going to get canceled too. Understanding our history, understanding our leaders, whether they're you know no one's perfect, everyone has flaws. but erasing that from 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 the country, erasing that from the history books, erasing that from the public discussions, is dangerous, don't you think?
1: Absolutely, And this mob mentality that's happening it's not only dangerous in the present, it's dangerous for the future. Because here's the thing, if you have a problem with the statues, if you have a problem with a person that has a statue to them, you guess what, you have the freedom to do that. But taking it down means that, that ch- you have a chance for that to be repeated. How about, if you have an issue, let's build better statues. Let's continue to build uh, moments in history, monuments. And let's continue to replace, not by taking down, but let's just replace with other elements. Like you said, the fact that there's an internment camp, guess what? My children, honestly, outside of reading about it in a book, don't remember or don't know about that negative, horrible time in American history where we did put Japanese, American Japanese in internment camps here on our, here on our soil. That's a horrific part of our history but my children need to know it so that when i'm gone and i can't remind them of it that they don't repeat it when something else happens in that situation last year johnny i went to vietnam i actually went to the hanoi hilton and toured it as a museum now granted a lot of stuff up on the walls was from obviously the vietnamese point of view so i definitely did not agree with their point of view (laughs) but it gave me a very very enlightened Um, It gave me their view of what that whole time period was for them. And it reminded me that, guess what, there's two sides to every part of history. And if you want to make sure that we are on the right side of history, we need to at least observe and see where the other side is coming from. And that's what we should do with society today and all of these issues we're talking about.
0: Well, if it's out of bounds to go there on the 4th of July, what are the Democrats suggesting? That we tear it down? That we act like the Taliban? With what they did to the Buddhist statues in Afghanistan and blow it up? And by the way, if they blow this up and they start with the nose, one of these presidents is going to start to look like Michael Jackson. So if they start, <laughs> make sure you start from a different place. But what do they want? Do they want us to tear it down?
1: Well, that's the thing. It's a double standard right now. Because if you're going to sit here and you're going to start pointing out the the bad and yes every you know no man is perfect short of Jesus Christ or other people who have founded faith whatever religion you belong to, and nobody is perfect, and so in this case when you point out at the time my biggest fear in all of this is that you know what you look at the generations in the future are they going to look back at what we've done today and say you know what we're going to erase your existence as well. Uh, but it's hypocrisy. Don't go after this statue. You know, the fact that they were tearing down statues of people that actually defeated the Nazis, defeated white supremacy, like what we saw happen over in England or Christopher Columbus, who was a, a, a Hispanic from Spain who founded America. Don't tear those down unless you go to Yale. And you tear down the entire institution or change the name of the man who himself promoted slavery. Or my best example is Planned Parenthood and the foundation of Margaret Sanger, who founded it to absolutely go after and target the black community. And yet you're going, you're, you're going to allow Planned Parenthood to exist when that was the whole goal of it was to try to, to separate the society, the good, the bad, the black from the white. The hypocrisy that is going on right now. Across the board is why this argument is absolutely false and any sort of justification for taking down whether you want to take about down uh, the Nathan Bedford Forest, which, I, you know, if you want to, you know, if you want to go after that, that is your right to do. But then you better also take down those people, the, the Black Panther leaders that they, they continue to mortalize. Um, you, you need to be fair across the board.
0: We're speaking with Scotty Nell-Hughes, who you can watch on RT, where she serves as a very good and capable anchor. Scotty, let's talk about this iconic picture that is going everywhere out of St. Louis, where there was a a protest uh, that worked its way onto private property. Gates were broken, and protesters, armed protesters, uh, were moving through residential neighborhoods. And there was a couple that showed up on their front lawn, armed with guns, and prepared to protect their property. There is... um, a report out this morning suggested that the local DA in St. Louis is now investigating this couple as if they might be charged with something. Uh, what do you make of all of that?
1: Well, Let me point out, I love this story. And, and when it was happening, when it first hit two days ago, um, I, you look at it and obviously you've got what they call a Karen and a Ken out there in it's pink polo and khaki pants holding an AR-15, not the most responsible way he's holding it either, but you can <laughs> tell they are scared. And they are they are going they are making sure that this mansion, which by the way, I mean this has every element of America in it today. You have the inequality issue, you have capitalism, you have the destruction of historical property, as this is a home that was originally built by the Budweiser family, and the McCluskeys have come in over the last ten years and restored it back to its natural um, how it was natural how it was first intended. But th- what gets me on this one is the double standard once again on this story because this is a private property, private area, obviously a very influential area that the mayor of St. Louis lived in. It itself is surrounded by gates and walls because it is in a very high-ridden crime area. So what do they do? They put up gates and walls to keep the riffraff and, and the crime from coming in. And these protesters broke down the wall, or broke down the gates, came in uninvited, and the McCluskey, seeing what other damage had happened in St. Louis, come out with to defend their property. Now, did they shoot anybody? No. And as the McCluskey's put out in their statement, they are actually, this is the best part in it, Johnny, they're Democrats. They contributed to Bernie Sanders. They did put a little bit towards Trump, but they are major Democrats and supporters of the Black Lives Movement, and they as attorneys themselves have represented those people against police brutality. But when it comes face to face, and your life and your property is endangered, they actually exercise their Second Amendment rights. And thank God it didn't escalate, but this has every element of arguments that are happening in American society today.
0: Well, and everyone's a line stepper now, a habitual line stepper. No one cares about private property. Uh, No one cares about being polite to their neighbors, whether it's on social media or in person. I was in my driveway not long ago, because I have uh, big ceilings in my house and the sound bounces around. And if we have people visiting, I don't want to wake them up. So I went out to my driveway and I was taking a phone call in the morning. I was talking to someone on the East Coast and I have a bunch of fruit trees on my property and people from the neighborhood just help themselves onto the property and they pick the fruit and they want to have a little mimosa in the morning, whatever. So I'm on the, in the driveway and some woman is walking her dog and walks up my driveway to the trees and she didn't see me there. And I was standing there and we were about maybe five, six feet apart. And she turns to me and she goes, you should be wearing a mask. And I thought to myself, (laughs) I'm on private property, lady. And I tell you what I told her, but we're governed by the FCC and I can't use those words. But needless to say, she left and didn't get any fruit. But man, like what happened to being polite and respecting private property?
1: Well, and that's that right there is the typical situation that's going on. They're going to come on. To your, you're being nice. You're being great. You're being open. You're saying, you know, come enjoy the bounty that I obviously can't have. And yet when they come on your property at your, you know, at your invitation, at your graciousness, they then turn around and criticize you as if you're the bad person. Well, that no, I didn't. I
0: didn't invite him. her on. She trespassed. She didn't even know I was there. <laughs>
1: But you let everybody on there. Let's just, uh, you know, we know you're you're very kind Wait. with the lemons in the. First no, place. you think you're I'm much kind of nicer
0: guy. than I actually am. No way.
1: <laughs> is there a sign up there saying "Don't take my lemons? No. No. Okay. So exactly. I thought that so was implied we went on there. <laughs> well, you know, but but here's the problem we're having with today is people. This has been the the much more negative um, of a backlash than I was expecting from the virus. And this is where I come say the virus is real. The virus, yes, has can kill people. And yes, it has completely crippled our economy. But the long-term effect from the virus that's even more dangerous is how people now have no respect. What little they had, have very little respect for each other. And I hate to sound negative, but people have become mean because of this virus. And they feel justified in being mean to you when you're the one that's actually abiding by your legal rights, they feel like they're justified in calling you out. At the same time, they themselves are breaking the law. But they don't care about the law because it's all about what they've been told is the right thing to do, all in the name of being healthy. And, and as we're finding out with these masks, and I'll be the first to say, my family does have masks. We wear them. I think as a small business owner, if you own a business, you have the right to have people come in and either wear a mask or not. That's your decision. And I embrace it. And if I don't want to wear a mask, then I'm going to go somewhere else. But I do believe that it is a person's right to make their own decisions for their own business. And we should respect that. But someone coming on your property and yelling at you in the outdoors, that's not only ludicrous. That actually just shows how much a society has just been worn down. All in the name of public health. But it stands, it's increasing public insanity
0: well and all of these people who are now obsessed over the virus they're complete hypocrites because 10 minutes ago uh, they were the ones that were in the streets protesting on top of one another uh, they're the ones that probably don't get the flu shot uh, they're the ones that are on the hookup app hooking up with people they met 10 minutes ago if you really care about your health it's not just the virus that you have to worry about
1: well and, and that's exactly what it is but let me tell you what we're dealing. and i'm many of Armstrong. Uh, of your audience right now is, is across America. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. What we have now is a mass hysteria problem here in Nashville. So I imagine it's in a lot of these, of uh, these communities, both large and small. Um, and I'm in a suburb is people now are just flooding to go get these tests because they're scared. And the majority of us probably will get COVID or have already had it. And it's going to be sort of like the cold. Um, and we're going to, you know, obviously buckle down. But the problem is, is these tests are now not available. So we're seeing lines of over 500 people to get a test. And then you have a five-day waiting period to where during those five days, those people are not staying at home waiting to find out if it's positive or not. They're still going to Target. They're still going to the local community. So guess what? The odds of you getting it now, sadly, are very much against you. You will probably get some version. You will probably get COVID. The problem is going to be, are we going to shut down our economy again? Are we going to keep kids home from school are we going to go through everything we've just lived through all in the name of not getting the numbers because guess what the numbers are going to get there whether we do it today or tomorrow or a year from now it's going to go around society
0: scotty nell hughes you can catch her on rt and follow her on twitter at what's your twitter handle scotty
1: at scotty and hughes lots of great discussions
0: right now all right scotty thanks so much for joining us always a pleasure thank you johnny It's John Phillips, in for Armstrong and Getty. More coming up.
1: Armstrong and Getty.
0: Cut us some slack. We're on vacation, but John Phillips is filling in for us very ably. Let's find out what's going on in the world. It's John Phillips in for Armstrong and Getty. I'm in my living room right now. I'm not out by the fruit trees, which is why I'm not getting yelled at for not wearing my mask. Look, I get it. If you're a private business, you can require that people wear masks inside your grocery store, inside your your airline, inside your, uh, I don't know, Target, whatever. But if I'm on my property in my front yard... What I say goes. And if you're on my property, you're either invited to be there or you're trespassing. And if you're trespassing, you can't tell me what to do. You're the one that's breaking the law. The nerve of that woman. But that's the way that people have been behaving. I don't know if any of you are on that neighborhood website next door. I make the mistake of checking in with that website every once in a while. It used to be just an obit page for the neighborhood dogs, but now it's just the complaint department. It's John Phillips, in for Armstrong and Getty. More coming up. John Phillips is filling in for him and me, A&G, while we... Take in a little leisure time. Yeah, we're on vacation. John, what's happening? It's John Phillips in for Armstrong and Getty. You can catch me later today on Talk Radio 790 KABC in Los Angeles from noon to 3 as you can each and every weekday. And if you're not in Los Angeles, you can listen online at KABC.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at JohnnyDon'tLike. Well, I'm a lifelong California resident. I've been in this insane asylum since my mom gave birth to me. And one of the things that you don't have to be a lifelong resident of California to figure out real fast is that LAX is an absolute train wreck. It's a mess. It seems like it's constantly always under construction, yet it never gets better. It's like the Murphy Brown living room. There's always construction going on, but it just always looks like a construction zone. That's LAX. That horseshoe doesn't move. You get in your Uber, you get in your cab, you get in your car, you get in there. It could be 20, 30 minutes before you work your way around the horseshoe, sometimes longer. It really is an absolute pain. So if you have any ability at all to fly out of one of the regional airports instead of LAX, you take that opportunity. And usually it's a lot easier. If you live in Long Beach, wouldn't you rather fly out of Long Beach than sit in the car and drive up the 405 and go to LAX? Or if you live in the Valley, you fly out of Burbank or Palm Springs or Ontario, Santa Barbara, you name it. If you live in Orange County... One of the airports you absolutely wanna fly out of, if possible, is John Wayne Airport. It's a great little airport, and most of the major airlines fly out of it, so you have different flights that you can choose from. John Wayne Airport is now under fire, because two California Democrats in Orange County are calling on the airport to be renamed. They don't want it to be called John Wayne Airport anymore. There is a resolution that was signed by any number of Democratic politicians and activists in Orange County, and they want his name and likeness to be removed from the airport over his past quote, racist and bigoted statements, end quote, decades ago. In a statement to Fox News, The group is now also calling out the actor's son for proclaiming that John Wayne was not a racist. Here is what they told Fox News. Quote, it's commendable, though not surprising, that Ethan Wayne would come out to the defense of his famous father. However, there is nothing in the historical record to support Ethan's assertion that if John Wayne were here today, he would be in the forefront demanding fairness and justice for all people and that he would have pulled those officers off George Floyd because that was the right thing to do. He would stand for everyone's right to protest and work towards change. That's what Ethan Wayne had to say. This op-ed that went out, that kicked off the campaign to rename the airport. They denounced, by the way, the statement that Ethan Wayne gave to Fox News, uh, where he said that the 1971 interview with Playboy magazine that they cite did not convey his true feelings. In the interview at the time, Wayne was quoted as saying, I believe in white supremacy until the blacks are educated to a point of responsibility. I don't believe in giving authority and positions of leadership and judgment to irresponsible people. End quote. He also said he felt no remorse for the subjugation of Native Americans and called movies such as Easy Rider and Midnight Cowboy perverted. So they're going back to a Playboy Magazine interview with John Wayne to strip his name off of the airport. A man of a completely different generation who said something where if he were around today, uh, my guess would be uh, he would disavow those remarks. It's amazing how some people get a pass and others don't. John Wayne is right now in the crosshairs for the woke police. They want to take his name. What are they going to rename it? What's woke enough to rename the airport after? A friend of mine said maybe they should name it the O.J. Simpson International Airport. After the famous football player who was wrongfully accused of murder. There's a lot of USC alumni in Orange County. Maybe that'll work. But John Wayne is a, a target. Right now, because, A, he's not around to defend himself. And, B, they're just going after anyone and everyone that represents America. Like, they're going after General Grant. They're going after Abraham Lincoln. They're going after George Washington. It's not just the Confederate generals. They're trying to tear down American culture. That is the objective. Megan Kelly got fired from her job at NBC News when they were having a discussion over Halloween costumes, and specifically that year, there were a lot of white kids who wanted to be Black Panther, which was the hot movie. And she said, who cares if your kid wants to be Black Panther? I guess in the black face. Not as a minstrel show as the kid wants to be that particular superhero character. That was enough for NBC to dump her. Yet we've now found out that any number of NBC personalities have not only appeared in blackface, they appeared in blackface on NBC programming, including the host of The Tonight Show, Jimmy Fallon, including Tina Fey on 30 Rock, and Jane Krakowski, and on the TV show Parks and Rec. Well, NBC is now making a big deal out of the fact that they're starting a streaming service. I don't know about you, but I see ads all the time, every time I watch television. Get the new Peacock streaming service where you can see all your favorite NBC shows. And it's a bunch of shows, including Saturday Night Live, The Tonight Show, 30 Rock, Parks and Rec, where blackface has been used. They have taken out those scenes from those episodes, and those are no longer available. But for the woke crowd, is that good enough? Or do they get a pass because it's NBC? Roseanne was taken off of the streaming services that I used to watch it on. They're trying to erase Roseanne from... They took her off her own sitcom. I don't think that happened since Valerie Harper. The show was called Valerie's Family or Valerie's Place and then they renamed it to The Hogan Family. They did the same thing to Roseanne. But why is it that Megyn Kelly gets canned yet Jimmy fallon is still the host of the tonight show same network same channel same executives and you could argue that actually performing in blackface is infinitely worse than saying that kids should be able to go as black panther on halloween yet she was the one that ended up in the unemployment line not jimmy fallon not tina fey not jane krakowski The problem with being woke is that no one's ever pure enough. There's always something that makes you toxic if you really want to pay enough attention to it. Jamel Hill is a woke reporter for The Atlantic. She used to be on ESPN, and she politicized literally everything until finally she and ESPN decided to part ways. She wants to cancel everyone. Anyone who's not pure should lose their job. They should lose their public platform. They should be kicked out of public office if they're unelected. elected. Everyone's racist. Everyone's sexist. Everyone's homophobic. Well, there was a tweet that was just unearthed, authored by her, about the baseball player. I believe it was Manny Ramirez. And it was reported that Manny was taking uh, hormones uh, that typically are taken by women. And this is back when everyone was focusing on what the baseball players were doing and whether or not they were juicing up to hit home runs. And she put a tweet out, something to the effect of calling him Manny the Tranny. And after trying to get everyone on planet earth canceled, they then find this tweet from Jamel Hill. Back when tweets like that were socially acceptable. And people would just giggle and move on. By the way, life is so much healthier and happier when people can just giggle and move on. I don't want to cancel anyone. But if you're going to stake your career on getting everyone else canceled and everyone else fired, then you should be held to the same standard. And now Jamel Hill doesn't like the fact that people are coming after her. And that trended on Twitter. but what's good for the goose is good for the gander and she's saying well I said I was sorry and I have worked hard for the transgendered community so stop harassing me about it essentially is her point well if that's the allowances that you're going to give yourself then you should extend that to other people But that's not the way that they see the world. That's not the way Joe Biden sees the world. Remember when Joe Biden was going after Betsy DeVos in the Department of Education when she was suggesting that male college students should have due process if they're accused of sexual assault? And people like Joe Biden don't even think that male college students should be afforded their basic constitutional rights and a presumption of innocence. Well, isn't it interesting that Joe Biden has been accused of sexual assault himself? And what does Joe Biden say when he defends himself? I deserve a presumption of innocence. Hear me out. Listen to my side of the story. It didn't happen. So he wants the basic rights that Betsy DeVos and the Department of Education want college students to have, but he doesn't want young men to enjoy those same protections and of course if they're accused of sexual assault falsely that's going to go on google that's going to go on their school record and they may never be able to escape from those charges even if they aren't true Yet yeah, joe biden doesn't want this to be an issue in the election for him it's hypocrisy that's what it is it's hypocrisy And maybe they'll be successful at having John Wayne's name taken off the airport. Maybe they won't. I certainly hope they're not. That's John Wayne Airport. And if they decide to tear it down, or maybe they'll deface it, or I don't know, they're doing all kinds of strange things. People will still call it John Wayne Airport. They will. I'll call it John Wayne Airport. And so will the people, most of them, who fly out of that airport because that's what they know it as. Just like I still call the Anaheim Angels the Anaheim Angels. They can say their name is the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Okay, whatever, nobody calls them that. Lady Antebellum can say their new name is Lady A. Okay, no one's going to call them that. Fake Dr. Barbara Ferrer can say you can't use the beaches in L.A. County. Well, no one's going to pay attention to her. And take a look at their reaction, by the way. When they say, oh, you shouldn't leave your house and you shouldn't congregate in groups and you have to wear your mask. But when people are protesting or rioting, they get a pass. But if you're at a bar, you are Jack the Ripper. Well, you watch. Over the 4th of July weekend, when no one pays attention to the edict that you're not supposed to use the beaches, watch on Monday morning all the lectures we're going to get and the dressing downs. They want us to follow the rules that they care about. But if they don't care about the rule, they'll let you do whatever you want. LA Mayor Eric Garcetti, by the way, says that there's no correlation at all between the number of people testing positive in LA County and the protests. So he's still defending the protests. He's still defending the fact that no one paid attention to the mask mandate or social distancing or not congregating in big groups. Still. Why? Because his political bias is so strong and the political bias of the mainstream media that enables him is so biased and is so strong that it clouds their ability to look at reality that's what it is it's john phillips in for armstrong and getty more coming up
1: The Armstrong and Getty
0: Show. It's John Phillips in for Armstrong and Getty. Thanks to the Dynamic Duo for letting me pinch hit for them and their wonderful team. You can catch me on Talk Radio 790K ABC in Los Angeles from noon to 3. If you're not in the L.A. area, you can listen online at kabc.com. And, of course, follow me on Twitter at Johnny Don't Like. That's where I usually link to my newspaper columns for the Southern California News Group, which is the L.A. Daily News, the OC Register, the Riverside Press Enterprise, and, yes, the Redlands Daily Facts. So, earlier this morning, former Vice President Joe Biden apparently told donors That if elected, he was going to roll back the Trump tax cuts. And he said, a lot of you aren't going to like hearing this. But if elected, this is what I'm going to do. He is going to raise our taxes, which is, of course, what Walter Mondale ran on. And we all know how that worked out for him. If there's anything right now that you shouldn't do with our economy, which was humming along just fine, and then destroyed by this pandemic that whipped its way across the globe, there's anything that you shouldn't do right now, it's raise our taxes. Businesses are not swimming in cash. And if businesses are not swimming in cash, that means the owners of businesses are not swimming in cash, and that means that people are out of work. These are the people that pay taxes and send checks to Sacramento and Washington, D.C., and wherever City Hall is in your particular city. You can't get blood out of a turnip. And right now, if you are lucky enough to be pulling in your regular salary or a salary at all, you have a lot of expenses, Particularly if you own a business like a bar or a restaurant. You've had to invest in your business. You've had to put in new air filtration systems. You've had to put in stickers all over the place. You've had to put in plexiglass around your bar. You've had to make your business COVID-19 friendly. Or preventative, I guess I should say. If they're bringing in an income... They're reinvesting the money in their business because of your regulations, Joe Biden. To turn around and say, okay, we need you to spend tons of money on all of these new regulations and we need you to kick in more to the coffers in Washington, D.C., is outrageous. If anything, we should be cutting them more slack. And there's a whole list of taxes, by the way. I don't even think they should be allowed to collect. How can you collect property taxes on people who own rentals if they can't evict people if they don't pay the rent or they just stop paying the rent? I doubt they're going to get a break. How about all these businesses that have to pay license fees to various regulatory agencies and then they're not allowed to operate How is that right? Now, I'd find a way to get some of that money back in the pockets of the people who are making this economy run. And I'll point this out, too. The government employees that Joe Biden's looking to take care of haven't missed a paycheck. If you work in the private sector or you own a small business, you've been hit by a torpedo. Through this whole process so if we're going to have sympathy let's have sympathy for the right people uh, not for the government employees and not for the politicians in washington dc all right that's it for me today again i want to say a special thanks to armstrong and getty and their wonderful team for letting me pinch it they'll be back on monday have a great day everyone